Man, can you imagine? Can you imagine? We are really blessed to be here, to be able to meet where we meet, and to talk about the things that we talk about. And I hope that you would um, continue to keep our brothers and sisters in your prayers. It's a very real thing. Um, and not everybody understands what they go through, but we should surely pray, and we should surely pray. Uh, welcome to the final week of our journey, our series called The Pathway. Uh, so for four weeks, uh, the leadership, we decided to take our entire church through something that repeats every week here at LCC, the first through fourth Sundays during the second service. It's called The Pathway. It's a course that helps lay out some discoveries for us as we um, strive to become followers of Jesus or those who are new to the faith or are skeptical or, or even those who have been a part of a church for a long time and they just want to know what their next step are and we've spent um, some time over the last several weeks doing this and what's really neat is after today you will graduate the pathway right all of us have been through it what's really neat about that is you have some opportunities now when you bring somebody new and they start coming it would be really neat if you would say hey have you been to the pathway well no well let's go together I'll take you and they can go through this same exact material, and you guys will be able to talk about that. It's incredible. So we've had uh, three weeks so far, a journey that we've been on, and we've made some discoveries along the way. We started with the number one thing, discover Jesus, which that led us to discover the Bible and what this book is that we teach from and we preach from and we read every day, to discovering the church. And what is the church? And the more vital question is, who is the church? And if you're like me, uh, you after you've made those discoveries, I remember when I made those three discoveries and discovered what the church, the Bible, Jesus was, I thought, okay, what do I do now? Where's my next step? And that's exactly what week four is all about. We titled it, Decide Your Next Steps. And that's exactly what we're going to do today is help you decide what your next steps are. Super practical. Because here's the truth. Uh, some of us here are, uh, we've maybe never been told what the next steps are. We're here, but we don't really know what's going on. We don't know, like, where can I get plugged in to serve or if I want to learn and grow? Uh, for some of us, we're paralyzed by fear. I don't have anything to offer. Why? They don't need me. Um, and, and, and we're paralyzed by fear and that lie that maybe we don't have anything to offer. And for some of us, even still, we're okay just chilling. But maybe we need to do something more than, than just attend. Maybe it's time to take a next step. And maybe you've been feeling that and you felt maybe that you've grown a little bit apathetic and you're ready to make a next step. No matter where you're at on that spectrum, what's really neat is today uh, we're going to help you take a next step. That's what we're doing today. For some of you, it might be a first step. For others, a further step. Today we're going to learn to walk. There's a difference, isn't there, between hearing something and then doing what you heard. Parents, you know this. You, it's, it's, you hear this example all the time. You tell your kids to clean their room, okay? It's a simple command. You might phrase it in a question, but it's a command. You ask them to clean their room. They heard you, even if they say they didn't. They no doubt heard you. They understand the context in which you told them to clean their room, which was probably frustration and annoyance. They understand that. You could do a word study on the verb clean, maybe, and what you meant by room and that environment. You could do all of that, but if they don't actually do it, it doesn't matter. You wasted your time. How many parents wasted their time this week? <laughs> if your kid's sitting by you, don't raise your hand. <laughs> Too late. 
the differentiating factor is action. We've got to do something with what we hear. We've got to be proactive. We have to decide. We have to seize the opportunity. And we were very careful over these last several weeks with, uh, and with our pathway in general. We were very, very careful with how we labeled the class, labeled the course. We wanted it to be called the pathway, obviously. But each course, we wanted to have a distinct name. And we were very intentional when we chose the word discover for the first three. Because it's a discovery. We discover who Jesus is. We discover what the Bible is. And we discover what and who the church is. And now today, we're going to help you... We change gears to decide what your next step is. What is your place in that? Now that you know these things, and for some of you it was a refresher, for some of you it was brand new. What do you do now? Let's answer that today because we couldn't just leave you there. We had to give you a next step. If you follow Jesus, if you're a church person, a Christian in the room, or if you're listening, did you know and if, if you've never thought of this, it's going to make sense to you. Did you know that the reason, most likely, the reason that you're a follower of Jesus is because somebody else took their next step in their walk with Jesus? Think about it. Someone took their next step and opened a door for you at church. And they asked you, how are you today? But not like normal. They looked you in the eye and they actually cared about the answer. They, yeah, they handed you a bulletin, but it just made it feel like home. Maybe they even gave you a hug. Someone took their next step and preached for the very first time. And though they were scared, they preached. And they felt like that was something they should do. And they decided to go to have some training for that. And they decided to keep doing that. And somewhere along the way, you listened to something that they said. And something that they said impacted you. Because they took their next step. It helped you take a next step. Maybe as a child, and for some of you, this is your story. Maybe as a, you were a child, and you remember someone who was in a classroom, and that person took a next step because they had a heart for kids and a heart for Jesus, and they wanted you to know who he was. Or maybe a teenager in your life group, and they wanted you to know who they were. God put you in their story, and your stories intersected. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It's incredible. And you're here as a direct result of somebody else's next steps. And I almost wonder, maybe this is a question you put in the back of your mind. Who is going to come to know Jesus because of your next step? Now, maybe you're here and you've, uh, you're not a church person or you're listening online. You're not a church person. You're not a follower of Jesus. But did you know that the reason you're able to listen to this right now is because somebody took their next step. Somebody said, I'm going to put this on my Facebook page and I hope you listen to it. Because they care about you, and they know you're going to listen, and they hope you're going to listen. They wanted you to hear this message. Or somebody, uh, maybe it's your first time, and you haven't been to church in a long time. Or maybe it's your first time, and you're like, I didn't realize churches looked this nice, or could sound nice, or, or had this many friendly people. It's all because of teams that we have that, that work every week to make this happen. So that you can experience who God is without any obstructions because somebody else is taking the next step 
Much of life is about seizing the right opportunities, isn't it? Think about your job. You have to seize the right opportunity when it comes to your job. You've got to apply to the right job that's going to further you where you want to go. You've got to interview. But then once you get into it, you have to continue to learn the skill. You have to improve your time or your craft, whatever it is, or to move up in your association or organization. Think about your high school. When you had the tryout for the team, you had to seize the opportunity and try out. You had to seize the opportunity to, to get good grades to do tutoring, whatever that was for you. Then I think of college. You have to seize the opportunity, don't you? You have to apply. Then you have to get accepted. But then once you get accepted, you have to take that initiative to do well in your classes, to sign up for the internship, whatever it is that your program um, offers. Dating. Oh, man. We could have a whole sermon series on seizing the right opportunities in dating and what happens when you seize the wrong ones. I'm still glad to this day that I took the opportunity to ask a girl out that I was pretty sure would probably say no, but she said yes. Some of you know what that's like. Others of you, 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 you want that. Another opportunity I was really glad that I took, I was 16 years old and I, I was at a rodeo. I, I used to rodeo for a few years and when I was at this rodeo, I was excited because I was starting to um, travel in a lot of these associations and when you're gone traveling in the rodeo, you miss church and church later in my teenage years was a very big deal to me and I hated missing it. I almost stopped rodeoing because I'd miss it until the association I was going to be a part of had something called cowboy church and it sounds kind of cheesy to say cowboy church, but just bear with me. All the it is, is it was a church service that went on the road. Rodeo has long since been that, that Christian sport, right? We, we pray before every event, no matter who's there. And we had a church service at this association. I was so excited, so I show up the first day, uh, my, my very first time rodeoing with these guys, and they told me there wasn't going to be a church service. And I asked why. And they said there was nobody to lead it. And I saw an opportunity, and let me tell you guys, as scared as I was, I took it. Had no idea what I was doing, and now all these years later, I get to do this more and more. And I have to tell you, I love getting to do this. But I had to take the opportunity when it came to me, the right opportunity. Have you noticed, um, have you noticed there's a bit of a disconnect between the types of opportunities that you and I take. And you're going to be mad after this because I'm going to point something out that you're like, oh man. And you're going to analyze everything you do. Okay. So I apologize in advance. I'm mad at myself for pointing this out, but I might as well bring you into my suffering. So have you noticed that we seize opportunities all day, but they're always the ones or they're often the ones that fall into our lap. They're real easy. They're the ones that maybe distract us from the right opportunities that we should be taking. Have you noticed that? Think about this too. When it comes to church, haven't you noticed we'll seize opportunities all day long? Like we've got to make a certain at home at a certain time to watch this event or whatever, or we have to be here to see this person. But when it comes to faith and church, sometimes we haven't seized an opportunity in a very long time. And there's some of you here today, and we've all been there, that you maybe feel like you're coasting. And you maybe feel like Where'd the fire go? You remember what it was like, don't you? When you first believed or maybe when you first got it or something made you excited. But where did it go? What may have happened and what often happens is that you quit seizing opportunities along the way. Or nobody ever told you what they even were. 
They just left you there, said, great, we're glad you're here. And you're left wondering where to go next. Today, we're hoping to correct that and to give all of us a next step. Because I know that there's somebody listening. And I know that there's somebody here who's ready to not sit on the sidelines, who's ready to take a next step. I know that there's someone in here, and we're going to speak to you today. And I hope that you're encouraged and enlightened, and also um, that you actually do take that next step. It's all about action. Today is all about action. So let's do this. In following Jesus, there's always a next step to take. There always, always, always is. There's always another step to go deeper in your walk with Jesus, in your walk with other people, in your church involvement. There really is. There's always a next step. But why is there always a next step? See, I actually agree with this phrase, and and you've maybe heard it, that when you stop growing, you start dying especially when it comes to our faith. And some of us feel like that even right now. We feel like we're dying because we haven't grown. And there's always a next step, but why is that? Is it because the church needs warm bodies? That's not it at all. Here's the reason there's always a next step. It's actually because of this one thing that Jesus said this one time, which he actually repeated many, many times. There's a time when Jesus, everyone knew, everyone who followed him knew what, when he talked about when he was going to come back. He was here now. He said, I'm going to come back one day. There's going to be a second time I come back. And it's that time that I'm going to take everyone with me who's here, who believes, and everyone who's passed. that's, That's the end, right? The end will come when I come back. And his disciples were, wouldn't you be curious about that? So his disciples asked him, what do you mean by that? When will that happen? You talk about coming back and all these crazy great things that are going to happen. When? Jesus, we're on the clock. And he says this, this is, he's, he answers short and simple, which is typically what he does, right? Here's what he says to them. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached, not I would like it to. He said, will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Not a moment before. Here's what that verse tells us. That until the whole world, every single person gets an opportunity to hear and accept Jesus, we are either not done or we're going to die. The only way we're out of that is if, he comes, or is if it happens while we're here or we die. We all have a next step to take until that happens. Have you ever seen the movie? Some of you have seen this. Maybe not. It came out a while ago. It's called Failure to Launch. It's a movie that came out years ago. Some of our teenagers, which makes me really sound old, and I'm not that old, but uh, don't even know what this is. But here's the movie. Failure to Launch is about a guy in his 30s who still lives at home. He won't get out. So as p- some parents are like, oh, I need to watch that. So he, he's, he's stuck in his parents' basement and Chip will not leave his fa- parents' house. So his parents go through some extreme lengths to get him out. Here's why I bring that movie up. A failure to launch is what many Christians experience in their life. A failure to launch to go to the next step to get out of the nest and go do something. We're stuck. We're stuck at the place we first ended up or we took a couple steps and we're like, I'm good just being here. We're good. And we haven't taken a next step. We could even make the argument and some of our mission partners when they speak to us boldly say this and I would agree with them that some of the reason we haven't seen this mission fulfilled that every corner of the world doesn't still yet know is because of Christians who have failed to launch. 
We get comfortable and we don't go. We don't move. In our workplace, our home, across the sea, it's, it could be because we haven't launched. We're failing to launch. But it doesn't have to be that way. And here's the thing. Nobody, someone maybe never told you what your next step could be. You're here. You're excited. But people just left you there. They never said, hey, here's another step you can take. Here's another step you can take. LCC does not want to be that kind of church. We want to be a place that helps you take a next step to always be thinking ahead and living forward because we have a mission. And we're hoping that every single one of you finds a place in that mission. That is what week four, the pathway, is all about. It's, it's all about that. Today we're going to lay out some next steps. Today we're going to just highlight some intentional environments for you that we have here at LCC, but I have to actually admit something to you. Um, we didn't create a single one of them. They're stolen. <laughs> they were created at the very first church of the first century. We're doing the exact same model that they did at the very beginning of the church. See, if you've been around church for a while, you've probably heard this passage I'm about to read read to you or taught on before because here's what we pattern. Every environment that you'll see at LCC, here's what we pattern that off of. It's in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. You've heard it before if you've been in church, right? Here's what it says. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many signs and wonders performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together. They had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Pretty simple. Remember what we said in week one, that following Jesus should be so ridiculously simple that a caveman could do it? Simplicity is freeing, and it's so, so important. So here's the main environments that we see this early church focus on, and we do the same. They weren't their only things that they focused on, but they were the two big ones that we like to pattern ourselves off of. The temple courts, which was their corporate worship, and house to house, when they moved from house to house in smaller groups of people, learning, growing, and serving together. So let's talk about the temple first. They would come a lot like you and I are right now. It looks a lot different maybe, or, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe we came, they came and they had smoky, like a smoke system. They had a sound system. Maybe they had colored lights that moved, a band and all that stuff, and really expensive like microphones that are uncomfortable on your ear. No, they, they, they didn't have all that, right? It looks different today than it did a long time ago, but the model is exactly the same. Corporate worship together, worshiping together as one. One God, one people, one church. When we come together and worship like this, it is a display to God. You are actually displaying to God your love for him. Regardless of how you feel about him, he looks at this and he loves this. When we are together, and when you come together to worship here, you get to rub shoulders with people. You get to rub shoulders with leaders of the church. You get to rub shoulders with visitors or people that you're doing life with or that you see every week. Children, adults, teenagers, all these, all these people have these experiences that we design here to encounter the one God, to serve as one church all across the world. We're just an extension of that. Surely you can watch online, and some do, but 
you will really miss, it's a great tool, but you will really miss what happens when you're together with other people. And for some who maybe are watching online right now or who do that more often than not, maybe a next step for you is to say, you know what, like that's a great tool, we love that, but let's be with our people. Let's be there, let's go. Because for some of you, your next step, you're doing it right now. Being here could be the next thing that you need to do. Being here and learning and growing from leaders who are singing or preaching is a really great step for you. And for some of you, that's where you need to be right now. But the failure to launch comes from Christians who stay there. The failure to launch comes from people who end up here and then never grow past a row. It's a great place to start, but it's a horrible place to stay. It's a good place to have on repeat, (laughs) but it's a horrible place to stay. There's got to be a next step. And for many of you, your next step is your answer to this question. Am I in a group of people learning and growing together? If you are not in a house-to-house environment, we call them life groups. They've been called all kinds of things, small groups, community groups. We call them life groups because we do life together. If you're not in one, that's your next step. It's that simple. If you're not in a group right now, your next step is to get into one. Why do we love life groups so much? Well, because it's the pattern of the early church, but it makes a, a large church feel small. You can be known by other people. You can grow. And some of your most powerful serving opportunities comes when your group decides to serve this community in the world. You get to do that together. We've heard stories of our mission partners locally and globally that groups have gone and and done that with. And it's incredible. A great way for you, if you're not in a group right now, you're like, well, I'd love to get signed up for that, is to register for Rooted. Because that's going to be our on-ramp, 10 weeks. It's an experience to a group experience. So if you're not in a group, your next step right after today, is to go and register for Rooted and to be a part of that, to get into a new group. It would be incredible. All right, you will, you will not be sorry. That's your next step. In Acts, we saw pockets of people in these cities that were impacting their community, okay? Now, I have to admit something to you. And I know I've got, we've got some of our elders in here, so hopefully this doesn't alarm you or you ask, don't ask for my resignation. But um, I actually used to be a closet life group hater, Let's just be honest. Before I came here, I didn't like those. Okay? Now, before you ask for my resignation, let me explain why. Um, And why I'm excited that those fall under my responsibility here. Because before coming here, and since being a Christian, people who have invited me to come to their small group, life group, or whatever, I've noticed something about them. A lot of them are good at doing two things. Baking brownies and talking. Which I can do anywhere. I got so tired of someone saying, we just need one more Bible study. We need more junk food. We need you to do all this, and we need to pray for my sick cat. I'm like, I've got, I feel like I got to do more. So on coming to LCC, my one goal, and when I started to take over groups at the church I was at before, our, our one goal, and we started to see this, was that our groups would never be that, that they would never devolve into just a glorified social hour that didn't change, because that's not fulfilling the Great Commission. A group should be people who are taking a next step always, who are serving and impacting their community. That's one of the reasons we are so excited for Rooted, because if you, if you like, I don't really know about this Rooted thing, you just don't understand it yet. It's, it's an experience designed to literally make that a part, next steps, a part of every single life group. That's why we're excited about it. It'll be, it, and, and life groups have to be a next step environment. 
They just have to, okay? That's why, that's why we love them uh, so much. That's why we believe in groups. But wait, that's not the only environments, right? We talk about those are the main two, but there's others. Because for some of you, you're like, I don't really know if I'm ready to get into a group. Seems like a commitment. It is a commitment. So maybe for you, you're wanting something that's not as scary as committing to a group, even for just 10 weeks, but for sure for a long time. You'd rather just go in spurts and learn in maybe a group environment. We call them catalyst studies. And maybe that's your next step is just on a Sunday or Wednesday just to pop into a catalyst study. The only thing we do in those is to learn what God's word says, what it means, and then how to do it. That's it. That's, that's all we're doing in those. So maybe that's a good way for you to go and get acclimated to maybe some more group environments as you're um, waiting to get into Rooted or something. A reason we wanted to do this, church, a reason we wanted to take you through the pathway is because we wanted every single one of you uh, to, to not ever have to say, I just didn't know about that. I didn't know that was happening. We wanted to remove the, I just feel like I'm not growing. We wanted to give you those ways to grow and to put them right before you at your feet and for you to help other people to do that. Uh, you know, a couple months ago, it's hard to believe it was just a couple months ago, but there was a young couple that came to our church and it was their very first time here. And the first Sunday they came, they decided LCC was going to be their church home. Their one day. And uh, I, I could tell you their story, um, but I think it would be more powerful if they did. So I'm actually going to invite my friends, uh, Brett and Micah, out on the platform with me. Let's give them a warm welcome. As they're setting up, uh, just a little background, um, Brett and Micah uh, reached out to my wife and I, and we've actually become pretty good friends uh, with them over the past several weeks, but it's just really neat to hear them tell you what that first week was like and why they're here. So um, thank, you guys for, thank you guys for joining me on the platform and for taking some time, and uh, I'd just like to ask you guys a couple questions. Uh, first of all, what was that first Sunday like a couple months ago? Mm. The computers, you know, all the way to finding a seat and really leaving that day, there was always somebody there. Always. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we definitely feel like God's led us here. That's cool. I I asked you this first service was it humbling that an older person showed a young person how to use a computer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That never happens. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But if it was a phone, they would ask you, right? right? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, Who. How many volunteers do you think, because you may not even know how many, how many do you think you came in contact with from our church that first week? It was hard to say. Uh, yeah. We were both pretty wide-eyed when we walked in, not knowing what was going on. Yeah. But, uh, for those of you that did help us, I can't think of any names, but thank you. Um, but yeah, there was a good number of folks between, you know, just walking in the door, and I think yeah. a couple others said, cool. how's it going, and stuff That's like cool. that. That's cool. That's cool. What? What made you decide to stay? What made you guys decide this would be the place you worship? I made this joke during the first <laughs> service. I'm going to make it again. <laughs> um, a wise man once told me that, you know, happy wife, happy life. And when you drive past somewhere and she says, I want to go there, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> so, so it's kind of funny that you say that. Um, next week's kind of a big week for you guys. I don't know. You got any plans next week? What are you doing? 
Oh, very cool, very cool. <laughs> very cool, yeah. No big deal or anything, just yeah, 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 that's, that's great. Um, so I think you're wise just as a married person. Um, I think you're right on with that, so yeah. I'm sure a lot of people who have been married a lot longer will tell you, um, yeah. Um, so guys, you came by, you saw the parking lot, you came in, you, you had all these people just come up, and it, it felt, did it feel like home? I think I remember the first time we hung out, you're like, it just felt right, right? Yeah, just, yeah. I, know, I know the big thing was, um, you were, you did the first sermon that we were here, and what you talked about during that service really spoke to us, where we were in our lives, and we definitely thought that was a very message from God, saying, mm. hey, you might ask mm. what's going on here. Mm. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that first sermon you heard was on relationships, which was kind of important, right? Yeah. Coming up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, you just got engaged. That Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, we should probably listen in. Yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, where do you see? So just think, think out a little bit. Where do you see yourselves serving, getting acquainted, whether it's at LCC or, or across the globe? What do you think? Bless you. Bless you. When I'm there, and I love it, though. Yeah. So I see myself working with children's ministry. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. I know for me, I kind of go anywhere between music and that sort of background, and then I work in construction, so anywhere I can serve in that range, yeah. I just whatever God pulls yeah. me to do, really. Well, the staff and I would love for you to come and play closing time for us every day before we leave. So that would be great. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate you guys' friendship, but also just to come out and, uh, and to share. So we appreciate them coming and sharing with us today. Thank you, guys. Church, lean in for a minute. That doesn't happen without people just like you taking a next step. It doesn't happen without you. Because of people like you, they're not the only story. There's tons. Because of people like you who took a next step, we hear stories like that. Good, they're gone. Now that I can tell, them, t- tell you this. Here's, here's another thing that just really excites me. Um, not only were they just excited to be here and did all of our strategy teams from greeting to worship to everything just really make it an incredible experience for them, but uh, that couple is so proactive. Brett came into my office one Wednesday night before we were going to do a catalyst study with a big notebook, and his first question was, how do I work here? I'm like, you want paid? He goes, well, I don't need paid. I just would like to work here. And I'm like, okay, good, because I don't have a job for you. <laughs> but we have a lot of places for you to serve. The hunger of just wanting to do something. So we're working with them to get plugged in. And there's a lot of you that want to take a next step too. And I'm telling you, when we embrace a living forward mentality as a church, we see tons of stories just like Brett and Micah's because of people just like you. It's a lie to think you have nothing to offer or that age is a factor, or the gender is a factor. It's not. Every single person can help somebody, can take, can take a next step. So I thought I'd leave you with something super practical. There's two essentials to you taking your next step. All right, write these down. They're huge, right? Two, two essentials. 
The first, you got to know where to look. As a church, our staff has to make it so easy, so obvious, and very strategic for you guys to take your next step. We've got to. We've got to make it easy and obvious and strategic. There's, in a digital age, it can be a really amazing thing, and we've, we've captured that. We have a central location. It's called a website that you can go to. And what's really great is if you go to our website, we put everything there for you to know. Like, you, that's where to look, okay? You can always email, call us, fill out a connection card. You can, our emails are on the back of every bulletin. You can email us directly, whatever. But if you just want a place to go and look at everything, the website, here's what you do. You go to the website. You click on Connect. Then you look for adults, if you're an adult, and you want to get involved in some sort of life-transforming community like we talked about. Look for students, if you're a student wanting to get involved, or if you're a parent wanting to know what your student can get involved in. And then serve, if you want to serve. It's that simple. And today we even want to give you three different ways you can do that. You can go to our website, of course, but you can fill out a connection card, email us, or call us. Or you can even come up after the service and talk. So the number one essential is knowing where to look. But the number two one, you have to take the next step. You've got to know where to look. But the second essential is so, so important. You've got to know or you've got to take the next step. You have to take action. Walk forward into something amazing. If you're here and you have bought into this lie that you have nothing to offer, it's a lie. You are so vitally important to not just what we can do as a church, but God's kingdom. The gifts that he's given you, even if you don't even know what they are yet, all the, they're incredible. We need, the church needs people just like you to take a next step. So take it. You got to know where to look, and you have to take the next step. And for some of you, maybe you're listening online, your next step, you've heard a lot of these things, you've heard about worship, life group stuff, but your next step is simply to follow Jesus because you've yet to do that. And if that's you, I encourage you to take that next step, the most important step, to accepting Jesus as Lord of your life. That'll pave the way for everything else. So today could be that day where you could call or you could email, fill out a connection card. I wouldn't advise a smoke signal. We're in town. But just take a next step because you are way too valuable not to. Every single one of you is valuable. I hope you know that. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you give us such value. We don't deserve that, but you give it to us. And you want to use people like us to make stories like we just heard happens and even stories beyond. There are so many stories we could tell from this platform, God, that, um, that Brett and Mike has just put a fraction of those because of people just like these who are sitting here, people who take a next step. So I ask that if anyone's nervous about that or if anyone's wondering what that is or they want to actually do that, that you give them the courage today to take at least just one step forward. We've got to seize the opportunity, God. Let us be bold enough to do that. Even if it's just one little baby step forward, help us learn 
to walk. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.